Welcome to the garage. I'm Dan Nichols. I'm joined by Brian Sanchez. Say hi to the peoples. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Tim Wesley. How's it going, Tim? What's up, Gremlins? Hey, the Garage Gremlins. We we have a fandom name. We need like t-shirts and stuff. Ooh, I'm working on get it. Get on that. Some Tim. snapback hats with like built-in mullets. Oh God, yes. That would be dope. I want it. Gremlins on the front. <laughs> All right, we're, we're pushing it. We're pushing it. We're, we're a little bit. <laughs> I'd rock it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, Brian, you have long Whatever. hair. <laughs> you literally just had to cut the top of your head. Be like extensions. We may have in my already top. long hair. <laughs> it's a mullet weave. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to talk about cannibal cutesy cars. So this is kind of the anti lemons with stripes. Those cars that look cutesy and you want to cuddle them, but they'll bite and chew your face off. Some some will break your neck too. We'll, some we'll will there. break your neck, and basically this is to put it in very rudimentary terms: the cars that looked cute weren't expecting a whole lot of performance from them and got all of the performance. Um, so let's just kick it off. Well, what are we gonna start with, guys? I want gonna, to let's, start with. You want to go old? Let's go old. Let's go old first, and we'll go up to new. So first, I want to take us back to World War II. Okay, that's old. That is old. The the Great Britain, the England land, they were running metal shortage. So what ended up happening is even though they already had small cars, they were building even smaller cars due to the lack of steel in order to make, you know, full-size vehicles. And we got the Mini Cooper. And in particular, I want to talk about the John Cooper Works Mini Cooper. The thing was badass. The original Italian job, I'm not talking about Marky Mark. Marky Mark with the German ones, those were total prop cars. They weren't actual minis. But the original one, they actually used minis, actual Mini Coopers. And granted, they had less than 100 horsepower. I think they actually had less than 50. Power to weight, though. Power to weight. That's the thing. Yeah. They had nothing. They had no weight in them. And the reason why it dominated in rally and road racing and everything, the wheels were pushed out to every corner which means that you had a terrific tracking around corners. Uh, it was front-wheel drive, but because of the sheer lack of horsepower, you got tons of grip out of the 11-inch wheels. <laughs> yeah, perfectly balanced, though. Like, all there, four wheels on the ground. Yep. It was terrific. Excellent. Still, it's a good-looking car. Like, what was... Didn't they just stop making those just a few years ago? Like, I think the it was classic? 04. Yeah. Like, the, you could buy a 2002 original Mini Cooper. In the in that body style, which is incredible. And what was cool about that is they didn't mess with it. The nope. engines were still pretty much the same, but they gave you all the creature comforts of a new car. Right. Which, you know, you had your CD player and your Bluetooth and an old Mini. Mm-hmm. And that's just cool. Who, do, who doesn't want that? I mean... I think more you know, automotive makers need to do that. Yeah. They need to take that page out of Volkswagen with the Beetle and out of mini, out of their... You said something nice about the Beetle. Wow. Look, it has its place it in history. It has its place in history. Okay. Look, these, I mean, like, for, for the style of cars that we're talking about, like, this is, the, this is like, the origin of it. Yes. Like, you know, the, the, the small car with a ton of power in it that the main focus you can tell was not how much, like, stuff can we put in the back or how many people can we fit in this. It was how fun and enjoyable can we make driving around in this car. You know, exactly. it's, I mean, it's practical in a sense, but 
the more so about it is the feeling of driving it. And like mm-hmm. anyone who's ever driven a mini, even the newer ones, but specifically the older ones, the, the word that comes to mind is, or is go-kart. Yeah. yeah. Like it feels exactly. like you drive a go-kart and exactly. it's just, it's pure fun. Exactly. And like you guys are both talked about, like Dan starting with the metal shortage, um, Brian talking about the like necessity of it. Exactly. But the, they didn't change it. They just kept like, and yeah, this is a good looking car. A, yeah. It, it had drives well. Let's just keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. It, and the engine design, even in its latest iteration, was a very old design. It had a Siamese uh, inlet and outlet uh, on the head, which means that cylinders shared inlet charges and exhaust. And it, it was very old school way about thinking about yeah. it but they kept it they didn't it, they they didn't fix what wasn't broken and i appreciate that absolutely but kind of another child out of the post world war 2 uk era was a car called the ac bristol and a chicken farmer from texas was employed by ford motor company he was a, a race car driver that uh, ran on nitroglycerin for a heart condition. And, of course, we are talking about the chicken farmer known as Carol Shelby. He was overworking on the GT40 project in, uh, I forget the name of the town. I was trying to be all, you know, hey, I check yeah. out everything I know. He but wasn't reading know. that off of a sheet or anything. I like, wasn't, he wasn't. Yeah. He was no. wild tracking that. But, and it kind of doesn't matter because he most important part of that was he was part of the gt40 project yeah. exactly continue he was brought in after the gt40 project failed miserably two years he was brought in to make the cars last longer to be able to make them quicker handle better i mean let's let's just say it how it is one of the test drivers who was kind of the head of the project died because the car couldn't handle at top speeds in racing it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep the driver You can't alive. just say, oh, well, we'll just limit it to 96 miles an hour. Right. You can't do that. It's a race car. Yeah. Because that's how races work. We gotta go but fast. when that was happening, Carol Shelby had this idea about taking a small European car and stuffing in huge, gigantic power plants from America. And that's where we got the AC Cobra. Now... The AC Cobra didn't necessarily, and it, Brian kind of fought this tooth and nail because he was like, oh, well, that wasn't a cute car. But when you look at the AC Bristol, the car that started it in 1953, it was a cutesy car. It looked like an MG. I will I will concede that. The original car before the chicken farmer got his hands on it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> but you give it to the chicken farmer, and yep. I mean, I, I know a lot of people say, um, you know, that it's, I mean, it's not like a, a very highly sought after muscle car or whatever. I mean, it's not like the end all be all, but it is by far much more powerful looking after he, after, well, he oh, fl- yeah, then the, bolstered you know, the wheel watches because wheel- yeah. he needed to put bigger tires on it. Yeah. You know, it, cause like, the front again, grill is open and it's larger. And, yeah. You know, well, like the Bristol looks like a cruiser guy. Exactly. That's, so I'm, I'm in, it, I agree with Dan, but I yeah. do agree with Brian in the fact that the Cobra does not resemble the Bristol a ton because of just how mean it looks. Yeah. Like, he had to bolster the wheel. He's a race car driver. Yep. Yeah. You know, he knew that there needed to be more airflow because they put in a, a 289 Ford V8 right. 
and took out the 2.0 liter in line six. Yeah. It was a cruiser. You know, they needed to open up that grill because there right. needed to be more air because yeah, they yeah. had to put a tiny little radiator in it. And they had to bolster the wheel arches a bit because those stupid little 185 tires that they put on there wasn't going to handle yeah, no, the 200 plus not going to keep it on that, that's, the Ford was it's just out. not going to happen it's just not well not happen well well <laughs> exactly yeah but it's such, a, it's such a crazy thing too for him just to be like I really like the way that car looks let's get those ones <laughs> right right exactly let's just take those and the thing is is at the time uh AC was kind of just a coach builder because there was the AC Bristol the AC Ace the uh, Cessa, the Greyhound, and then there was the Cobra. They were basically just a coach maker, you know, selling off like uh, Lotus does with the Elise, which we'll get to in a minute, just shipping off cars with no power plants so that uh, people can put their own sort of spin yeah. on it. Uh, and it, it's kind of where that all started, and it worked. And we got one of the most replicated cars on the face of the planet, the uh, AC Cobra. I know. I was just thinking about that when Brian was talking about, like, the look and stuff of it. I was thinking about just... Yeah kit cars man kit, like, and the kit cars have gotten because they're imminent domain now yeah so they can actually use exact specifications so if you don't know what you're looking at you could totally be duped i just i just saw one the other day on a video i was watching where it was a total kit car car had too much power for it just snap snap the axle's great that's fantastic that's bragging rights yep trying to do trying to do bernies with sticky tires <laughs> not happening no so i want to talk about another Automotive uh, U.S. domestic automaker, and that's Dodge. Dodge is not known in back in the '60s and '70s for making cutesy cars, but I'm gonna argue this one too. The Dodge Dart, the original one, not that neon replacement piece of shit we have today. Yes. No, the original Dodge Dart, because that thing came with a tiny little inline six, and it kind of looked like a chick car. The only reason why you got a Dart is you couldn't afford a Challenger or a Charger, yeah. or at least. That's what I'm gonna say, and it's my podcast, so I mean, you can get the hell out if you don't agree. I mean, it's it's pretty well. Assu- I mean, like there's like almost every manufacturer has that one car yeah. that you buy. That one, the only reason you buy it is because you can't afford. Like it's right. it's the boxer, uh, yes. like like uh, syndrome or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. For the 911, like you buy that because you, you can't, can't afford a 911. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like cars like the Dart from like every manufacturer in the U.S. was like the answer to the small Japanese car. Right, right, right. This is the beginning of when they were eating our lunch when they started bringing cars in the U.S. Right. But you could get a Dart with a Hemi. Yeah. So it was smaller and lighter than a Charger, and it wasn't didn't have, the power plant wasn't as big because they didn't come with big blocks like they did with the Charger. But like you had the Plymouth Valiant and Duster and the Dart. Those couldn't accept the big, gigantic big blocks, but they could accept the Hemis and the smaller quote-unquote smaller v8s which was terrific and they you know especially nowadays there are guys that are doing some cool stuff with old darts because if you went back in the 60s telling people oh i just really want a dart to hold on to until 2018 they would look at you like yeah. you're crazy like Why you're crazy you just get the charger and do yeah that? nowadays though well, to be darts fair are going for top dollar I agree with that person that says, why don't you get the Charger or the Challenger? True. I, now there is that. So, like, as Before cool, the Dukes of Hazard tried to kill it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for still real. Still, though, it's like, I'm with still that person. Sore. Yeah. Because I'd still rather have, I mean, like, the Dart's cool and I'll still rather have a Challenger. True, true. Well, but like, as far as the old school car, one. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, curious. <laughs> yeah. Go back in time, I'm still, I'm still going to go for it. True. But 
the charger didn't look cutesy. Nope. The dart did. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of the theme. Moving on. How, so before we move on, yeah, how cool would it have been though to see like that new dart? Because I'm I'm perfectly fine with how it looks. It's just not a great car. Nah. Imagine that as like something rear wheel drive and just you know heaps of even, power. Even if, I take it. Even if they did like the SRT four with it, like they did with the neon. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'd it's, see it. That'd be kind of fun. I could see it. And that's not a car that made the list, but we'll get to that. Uh, get it's into just recent cars and everything. But a the, thought. The SRT4 is, you know, a straight line car. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go back to Europe. Um, oh, I like this one. The the Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. And in particular, the original GTI, which, what, what did we the determine? Mark 1 Mark 1 Mark and Mark 2. Yeah. yeah. yeah the 74, were, I think we I think said? So. Yeah. 1974, 75. Um, this was... Germany's sort of getting into the hot hatch sort of ring, and they hit it hard, and they haven't let go of that title ever since. No, yeah. I don't necessarily like the new Golf, but I had to respect the the R32s and the GTIs well, I mean, and the GLIs. I had to respect them. The yeah. Sirocco in Europe, the yeah, Sirocco, the Sirocco, which is basically a Golf, a cool just car. kind of different body paint. Yeah, it's such, it's I love it. Golf. Yeah, I love no, it. it's great. I, it's w- I wish. Why don't we get them? Um, I wish it would come stateside. Well, because we don't get anything good. We know that's true. We don't get anything cool. Speaking of things that we don't get, Ford Europe, an American automaker in Europe. Gave us the Escort. The Escorts yeah. we got here were crap. Yep. But we're going to get into it a little bit later with uh, racing cars and such. But uh, the Mark II Escort, it's even though it was a tiny engine, again, it goes into that whole uh, power-to-weight ratio. In in this, even Mexico got a cooler car than we did. I know. And crazy. As, and as a matter of fact, there was a package in the UK. It was the Escort Mexico. It had flared wheel arches because it ran the Baja 1000. Yep, came with a little ducktail spoiler. A little ducktail spoiler. I didn't know that. It was called the Ford Escort Mexico. Mexico. It That's, was so cool. Because in Mexico, they wouldn't have called it. It was just like, I think it was the first RS. And then, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like in, in Europe, yeah. Mexico. That's, the Mexico. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really Ford thing to do. It is a very, <laughs> is Ford, a very thing Ford thing to do. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. But uh, guys, could I, could I go back to talking about a chicken farmer? Yeah, you and your chicken farmers, man. What's up? I'll, I'll. There's going to be a theme, and you guys will pick up on this here mm. a little bit later. Gotcha. But Tim actually brought this because I forgot about it, and pretty much everybody else did. I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like in the, pre- I was like, what? What are you talking about? But my eyes were open. And talking about cars that you wouldn't get if unless you could afford if you could afford something better. Yeah. This yeah. is it. It's, yeah, yeah. Kind of bringing it back to the dart. Uh, I wanted to bring this up on a. On an episode we had a while ago, I can't remember what we were doing, but it came to mind, and I hadn't seen a picture since I was a little kid. And I think the only reason I saw this was like in Motor Trend forever ago, right? Yeah. Or it might have been Motor Trend or like Popular Mechanics, either or. But it's the, the Dodge Omni. Yeah. Right. You say that you say those words together, and a lot of people are like, "I've never heard I of have this." No idea. Yeah. Brian, like me. Yeah. Because it was the car that you went to go get groceries in and not be seen in because Lord knows you would never want to be caught. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, there's a couple, like, this has been around for a long time. The 80s one especially was typical gross-looking 80s Dodge. Yeah. yeah. Not serious. Uh, this this car, like, just the car, not the, the specials we'll talk about in a moment, Yeah, uh, never broke 100 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. 
That says something. <laughs> Granted, it's a and, little car, and little we were, and light. And we were, no, because here's the thing. It was still completely steel. <laughs> and so it, we're talking about power to weight and everything. Yeah, it had more power than the Mini Cooper. It also weighed three times as much. I was say it's like three of them. Like, I'm just making excuses for Dodge. I mean, don't, don't make guys. excuses for 80s and 90s Dodge. It's fair. That, that's fair. Another episode, though. Yeah. Another, another, another. So we talked about the special editions, and uh, we also talked about a chicken farmer. And yes. there just happens to be a three-range special edition of the Dodge Omni. I, I mean... When we talk about who it is, you understand yep. why you got three of them. Yep. But we're talking about Mr. Shelby again. Yep. And uh, that's going to be the GH or GALH, the GLHT, and S. So if anybody's wondering what that designation stands for, it just stands for Goes Like Hell. Yes. And then <laughs> the Goes Like Hell Turbo and the Goes Like Hell Some More. Yeah, that's I, love it. That's, I love that. I mean, it's so good. Come on, man. It's so good. So this this name, this like letter designation, won out over a kind of like decent name, but yeah. no one liked it. It was the Coyote. That would have been funny. I mean, that would have been cool. Goes like hell. That that's so much better. It's so much. better. I mean, I would have liked a Coyote GLH. Sure, Coyote. Like, well, the, smash the name up. the name but Omni is kind of just not actually great. kind of yeah. a little point on this. The same. Automaker that made the Rona Runner also made the Coyote. See, like that would be kind of cool. You <laughs> missed the opportunity here, man. Come on, what foresight, foresight, foresight. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Whatever. Well, they, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. agreed. Um, and then another one that I had totally forgotten about. Tim banging these out. Oh yeah. So uh, in in the because the uh, GLH was a little hatch, right? Again, one of the yep. answers to the Japanese market of small cars getting into the hatch realm. Right. Um, this one. I just love Japanese cars, so we're going mm-hmm. we're going to the little island that could, and uh, we're going to Nissan. Um, I, <laughs> I love Nissan. I loved Nissan. Uh, the GTR still got my heart, man. Yeah. And whatever's, right. whatever's going to happen with the next Z car, I'm into it's it. Right. Yeah, the more I hang out with Tim, the more I'm. I know I'm digging the old Nissans, man. Uh, we're like talking opening my eyes. You're a chick. Whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that They're pretty bad. dope. Yeah. No, I, they are. All right, Dan, we're going to continue talking about the, the tiny little car I'm talking about. Yes, now. please do. Please do. <laughs> you derailed a little bit. There. Uh, well, this this car in this m- specific version, I don't believe was cute, but it did come in the cutesy type vehicles. Right. Right. Sedans and hatches. Yeah. This one is an all-wheel drive monster with an SR20 <laughs> yeah. DTA so under the hood. Yeah. That uh, it was It was cutesy. Yep. It well, was, this one was like really aggressive looking in a uh, cutesy way. Yeah, but it's but the the it, Pulsar GT IR. Yeah, and it, let's let's just put it how it is. When that came out, that was basically the GTR, the yeah. Skyline. Yep, dropped into a cutesy platform. Oh man, I wish it came with a RB. I know, but it, SR20 is straight though. Yeah, cool. it, it it is. It, it, All wheel drive. Exactly. Only weighed it weighed less than three thousand pounds. Yes, it's good. Yeah. It was really cool. I liked it. The aggressive top mount intercooler with that giant weird looking <laughs> scoop. <laughs> yeah. Package uh, came with rally lights. God. I know. It, back when Japan, back when Nissan made really interesting cars. Yeah. Interesting is like. Go back and listen word. to episode one and you can see where my anger comes from. One thing before we continue. We did not get this car. We didn't. No. There's a theme. <laughs> there there's, there's there definitely theme. is a theme. However, we did get this next one, and it's the only Honda on our list. Nope, one of two. Sorry. 
under protest, I put two Hondas in this list. The Del Sol. The Del... It, it wasn't particularly fast, but it had a target top. It was quick for what it was. It was front-wheel drive. It had a VTEC, uh, and it was relatively light. Now, there was an option in Japan for the Del Sol that it was like the first retractable target top. Mm-hmm. The entire trunk came lifted up flat, up. and there were two prongs that came out. It lifted up the target top uh, from the back. Two prongs came out of the trunk, hooked into two holes, lifted up the target top, and brought it back, and then tucked it into the trunk. It was kind of cool. Can you imagine 1990s technology, how much that weighed? No, yeah, yeah. no I'm sure it probably, <laughs> you're abs- all the weight that you would like lose you know how much it building that car? All the pounds. Yeah, all of it. All, <laughs> all the weight. Yes. All the weight. I mean, you, you see, well, I don't know if you see them as often as, I mean, obviously you don't see them as often as you used to, but I remember well, seeing them. Down. I mean, and seeing the bad true. side of a hedge. Oh, um, sorry, Honda guys. Yeah, well. I'm not. Know. But, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, I remember seeing these around when I was really young, oh, and God, even like everywhere. when we were in high school. And yeah, man, they were Every everywhere. Every hairdresser had one. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, they were. I mean, they're they're pretty cool. Again, I mean, like it's like the, the yeah. cute small car that once you actually put your foot down, and yeah. I mean, like it had potential, and right. it was, it was, it was, it was a pretty cool car. But if you actually cared about driving, you didn't get a Del Sol. Correct. You got. A Miata MX-5. Yeah. Wherever you may be located. It was either Miata or MX-5. Yeah. And there are two types of people in this world. Those who think that the Miata is a chick car and those who have driven one. I've driven one, yeah. True the, statement. The statement you said when you started that, for those that care about driving, and that's that's what you always hear from people that have driven and owned these cars, mm-hmm. like any iteration of them. Like it, the early ones up to- It is a driver's car. It is a driver's car that if, if all you care about is the experience of driving it, it's that's the one it is it's the one to get it's exactly um i've only driven one once uh and i completely get it i thoroughly enjoyed it it was fantastic it wasn't the most comfortable because i was rather large when i drove it um, <laughs> well, i mean yeah, i was just, almost 300 pounds they're kind yeah. of just small cars and yeah they're i mean tiny. they're small cars but oh my god it was oh, so much fun there's so much fun. so much fun i drove i uh drove a buddy of mine's he had his built for drift back when drift was first becoming big here in the states um it was it rode on rails it was not comfortable but damn that thing was f- so much fun yeah so much for fun. sure super easy to to bolt turbos onto them it, and like as far as like engine conversions dan mm-hmm. mentions drift like these cars are just little drift monsters well and speaking of modification Go look up Mighty Car Mods. They did a test where they supercharged one and turbocharged yep. another one. Oh, that was a good, that was a good. And it, they tested the, uh, the both of them and to see what it was. And the reason why they did it that way is because it's the, it's the quickest conversion and modification to get to that level, to where they can both drive. Because they have to crank out those videos. They had to crank them out. So they picked a, a base that they could just boom go through. Yeah. But furthermore, look up Flying Miata. They actually make a bolt-on kit that you can drop in an LS yeah. into a Miata. There's a, that there's is a couple, so cool. There's a couple companies that do that. Yeah. Uh, another one out of Flora's uh, Monster Miata. That's another shit. one. Yeah. It's like it is. It's kind of an expensive car. It has all of the mods that you can get from all the manufacturers in the states that make them, plus Japan because mm-hmm. Japanese car. Yeah. Yep. 
that's a cool car. And it's had a couple of, in my opinion, not great looking ones. But one thing that I was to come back to, pop-up pop effing up. headlights. Pop-up headlights. Headlights, man. Love it. Love it. I, I mean, I do. I know a lot of people don't necessarily like the most recent one because it feels like it's a bit larger. Yeah. Um, that's the main criticism that I've heard mostly about it. Mm-hmm. I personally think it looks great, though. I like I it. I do, too. Yeah, I like it I a lot. Too. I like the way the um, new one. Yeah. It's a little bit heavy. Yeah, it's and, yeah, big. it's a little heavier. It's, but, but they put some more power in it. And that's another thing about what Mazda's done with the Miata and the MX-5 is that each year they get a little bit heavier. Yeah. But they get a little bit more power. Yeah. They have the technology now to actually give it like twice the horsepower that it originally came out with, but they don't because they don't want to lose that essence that is an MX-5. You hear it so many times from yeah. automakers that they go and they take a car that was good and then make it wildly overpowered and completely lose. They're doing that with the Corvette now. Yeah, The Corvette... The Z06, Z07 package is that you look at any of them and they, any of the automotive magazines, and they say that it's just too much power for the chassis. And Mazda's kind of stayed away from that. And even though it's cutesy, and even if you, if you did not, if you disagree with me, go and find a buddy who has a Miata and go blast it down some back roads. Yep. Don't speed. I am not telling you to speed or break any laws. Drive. But go bomb it. Go, yeah. go drive it. Okay? I'm not telling you to break yeah. any laws. Just, just yeah. bomb that hill. Just nah, bomb the hell out. That's great. I'm with Brian. I completely agree with the way the new one looks. It yeah. is the most aggressive looking one that they've done. Yeah. Yes. And I like the way. And I love it. Yeah. And Mazda's been doing really good things with how they, like, the Their one you have. Their yes. so good. And I think it started with, like, the first Speed 3. Like, it that's did. when it really yeah. started yep. to get good. And, yep. like... I always like hate how most current manufacturers' front grills look. Yeah, Mazdas are great. Yeah, yeah. no, they look fantastic. But this design language, and I bought the first car of it. That this current, the spirit of movement is the. It, oh, but it's in Japanese. Yeah, they yeah. do. The Mazda Six was the first one. That, my car was yep. the first one that came out with that, and it kind of set this trend in every. There is not a single new Mazda that i wouldn't own yep even though like the crossovers yeah yeah they they still yeah i'm not good. a big fan of the crossovers but the they do CX5 look good yeah but they still good. look good if i had to own a crossover yeah that's what i would own yeah the end you can make a case for it cross tracker so, forester sorry guys um yeah. we, <laughs> we said that there was a second honda and i just kind of want to touch on it because we are running out of time that's the s2000 um it's 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 got VTEC. It's fun to drive. It's Again, it's one of those. It's rear-wheel like, drive. So it's it's like, rear-wheel drive. It's kind of the same formula as the MX-5, but I think Mazda did it better. That's all I'm going to say about Honda. Fair. Let's move on to Lotus. And I want to start back in the in 1990. Uh, Lotus is now a part of General Motors. And to test the Holden Commodore and kind of the how they would sell it and everything, they make the Lotus Carlton. Which was a three? What did I say earlier? Uh, this is a car. While Dan's looking that up, that uh, is super unassuming for that Lotus badge that's on the back. Yeah, it looks nothing like the word Lotus is pictured yeah. in your head. And, yeah, it, when Lotus I evokes this sort of like yep. almost Italian design. Yeah, I when when we were doing this, I was looking up because there was a, a bunch of them that I wasn't super familiar with. I had heard of this before. I'd never, I, I didn't know what it looked like. And when I looked it up, I had to look it up twice because I thought I looked up the wrong car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did. I asked them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are, are you sure? Are you I think sure? I have the wrong car. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, no, it was it was right. It looked. I mean, nothing yeah. like what you would think a Lotus looks I, like. I, I don't know why, but I always think of the uh, the Elise. It's the car that yeah. I think of when I because like I'm I'm familiar with old Lotuses, boxy ones. I do like those ones a lot, yeah. like the Esprit and stuff. But right. I always think Elise. Yeah. But same the, here. The Carlson. If you're not if if you're not sure what it looks out there looks like out there, guys, look up a video of it. I watched one earlier of one just screeching sideways. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But yeah. um. It, it, and kind of to kind of sum this up, it had a three hundred and seventy, uh, yes, three hundred and seventy-seven block horsepower, four hundred and nineteen pounds of torque, out of a three point six inline six twin turbo. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. It's a lot of numbers. And that was that was more power than what the Holden Commodore got with a five point oh, a three oh five Chevy, which. It, amazing great job lotus and yeah. to that point we were talking about the ac cobra and how it became a car that the ac just kind of went out all over but who is doing it better than anyone else in the past 20 years with just making shells of cars and shipping them off to companies to put in whatever they want the lotus elise yeah everybody in their mother the original tesla roadster yep. was made out of an elise yeah dodge made one it was a it was a concept car but they, uh, I think it was, I think it was actually the, the original Dodge Demon. It wasn't the, it, what we know now, really? but it was a mid-engined uh, little car. But it, it was hideous, and I'm glad they did away with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, the, it's, it's this teeny tiny little engine, and actually, this is the one exception. The rest of the world got this little piddly Lotus inline six or inline four, and it couldn't pass emissions here in the state. So they put in a Toyota VVTi four-cylinder into it, and it actually had more power. And they put it in over here, and then they did it rest the world because it was more powerful. It, it had better 060, it had better reliability, and they marketed it as the Lotus Elise World Cup. And it had, like, this badass spoiler. It had this sort of vented rear hatch-looking thing. Yeah. It was lowered. It was a lot of fun. But again— it looked cutesy, yeah. yeah. But it would tear your face off. Yeah, it's, man. I mean, it it, it is it's a, another one of those drivers' cars that everybody thinks is a chick car until you drive it. Until you I drive. I would go even a shorter distance than that. And say until you heard it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's very because true. There yeah. is there's yeah. a racing series built on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. cool. <laughs> and they're just they're cool little cars. Yeah. Like I said, when I think Lotus, I think of the Elise, and I can't say why I do. And there's a whole bunch of different um, Elise kit cars that have been made into these badass vehicles. But I think that the best is it has to be Hennessy Venom GT. Yeah, it still had that cutesy little front end. Now, this goes into more of a mean sort of uh, realm. And it does look a little bit meaner than the original Elise. And maybe it shouldn't be on this list. But the thing is, is that this thing has an LSX that is twin turboed. It is a what? It's so awesome. It beat the Bugatti Veyron yeah. in top yeah. speed over a shorter distance. The Bugatti Veyron needed four miles. The Hennessy Venom did it in a mile and a half. Yeah, that's that's just cool. that's the kind of stuff that if you're not even like a super like car guy or, or like super into it, like you know you know the name Bugatti Veyron and that it was like the fastest, the big bad thing, yep. and it got beat by, by the Hennessy Venom. Oh, by the way. John Hennessy, chicken farmer. Oh my god. 
<laughs> you and your chicken farmers. Back the around. moral of the story is is that give chicken farmers a little bit of money and a couple engineers and watch what they can make. <laughs> I'm going to go open up a chicken farm later on today, and I need somebody to finance me and give me some engineers. I don't. <laughs> that's don't how it works, it, right? I don't think it works that way. I don't <laughs> think just because you have a chicken farm, you become Carol Shelby. I think may, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my life, what I've been through. Um, the last thing, and then I want to hand it off to Tim to talk about race cars, is another Commodore that we got over here. This was amazing to me because I had no idea that it came around in 2013 and ended the run in 2017, and that was the Chevy SS. I still can't believe 2013. I couldn't either. This, like I, It only got onto my radar, and I'm a car guy. Yeah, this may be the worst like marketed vehicle I've ever Absolutely. seen. Because it's a... It was a direct competitor for the Charger, which has been Dodge's number one selling car for the past decade. Yeah. It had a Corvette LS3, four-door, six-speed manual transmission or six-speed automatic transmission. And it, it, it there was no, like, R&D because it was the Holden Commodore with a different front grille to make it look more, you know, sensible. The, the Holden Commodore variant d- is not a cutesy car. Oh, no. It, it is mean. mean. But the Chevy SS, it, it looked like this grocery getter. It lo- honestly, it looked like oh, the next generation of like the Impala yep. would be. Oh, I would say maybe, maybe Malibu. But the Malibu. Yeah. yeah it, it looks, it's Chevy's de- design language. Like it's, Exactly. It's Chevy's got mint. two types of cars. They got the hero cars, like the Camaro, the Corvette. And the SS. And Well... I'm going to get back to that. Okay. So they this car should have been in that. It sh- they it should have, have brought it over, changed nothing from what the Holden looked like. They shouldn't have. Left it alone. Put a, put a Chevy badge. Put the bow tie on it. Throw the SS in the center, center of the grill just like they used to. Yep. Its name's the SS. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Put it put it up front and center, rebadge it just that. Yep. But instead, they did the transverse and did yeah. the rest of the design language of the rest but, of the fleet. But I'll say yeah. this, that I, I do... I do kind of like the SS for its understatedness. Sure. I, I I appreciate the fact that I can pull up to a, a red light <laughs> next to some homeboy in his, you know, Mustang or Charger or Challenger and everything who does who just went and bought it, you know, for his 19th birthday because his parents gave it to him. Oh, don't say Pull that. up that next to them sad. and they just, vroom, vroom, you know, whatever, and just absolutely smoke them with my freaking uh, LS XLS3 powered four-door sedan with my kid's car seat in the back. Oh, it, it just, the fact that it no longer exists makes me sad, right? Yeah. So as, as you're speaking to the understatedness, I just, they had something and they just let it go. They did. And it was February of 2013 that they announced that it was coming. Did anybody hear that announcement? No. Because I, I didn't. No. What? It wasn't in any commercials. Like, even when they're advertising the entire lineup of Chevy vehicles, it's not it's in the not commercial. It's not in the, in the shot. It's not in the shot. They're advertising the fucking cruise. <laughs> the cruise and the Sonic. The cruise and the Sonic are in there, but no, <laughs> fuck that. The SS, whatever. My girlfriend drives a cruise. Dude, you got to admit that's not the ballsiest I, car I you've ever it. seen. But that's I the design it. language, right? That's what I'm talking about. With exactly. Like the that's Malibu, exactly. the Impala, they, they make those cars look a specific way, and it's just how their range looks. Right. And then they have the hero cars. Bring this over. Have it be a hero car. Yep. Throw that SS badge yeah. in the center. exactly what Dodge did with the Charger. Oh, hell yeah. They look led how that. their current movement with muscle cars with the four-door sedan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was excellent. So, Tim, 
Round us out with the race cars that look that look cute, but will cannibalize your face. Yeah, these are kind of weird, right? It's not something that you expect. And when I tell you what the cars are, they really are not something you'd expect. <laughs> the first one we're going to start off with is a Toyota because JDM. I love them. Um, and it's a drift car. It's actually a car that is currently running with uh, Rockstar branding on it. And mm-hmm. it is a uh, Frederick Osbo's Toyota Corolla IM. I love it. So <laughs> it's very an cool. IM for anyone who's not aware is one of the last scions that rolled off the assembly line before Toyota was like, oh, nope, these aren't making us money. Close up shop, <laughs> rebadged it. It's the current run Toyota Corolla. Yep. And it's a very it's a sad thing. Oh, because yeah. it's a front-wheel drive, just kind of shit box. It kinda? looks, it looks fancy. That's about it. But <laughs> they turned into a drift car. Like that's crazy to me. Yep. Um, somewhere in the world, there's a four-wheel drive variant, and so that was what was required to make it a drift car. They yeah, wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise because you can't like swap them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's right. like against the rules. It has to be homologated. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to do the drifting but it's cool um there's like a really great video of uh frederick osbo on hoonigan's daily transmission where he rips some mean mean just shredding tires it's cool (laughs) uh next one we got two for this dude and that's tanner faust and his current partnership with vw yep so uh first one we're going to talk about is his rallycross vw beetle yeah i've seen it it's so cool there's a there's a video on uh him doing a hill climb somewhere i can't remember where it is youtube it it's worth it but it's a it's a bug. Like yeah. it's probably the coolest bug you'll see. And he's Rockstar too, right? He is Rockstar, yeah. yeah. Um he's had a couple other cool ones. Uh the final one as far as like Tanner Fasca's too, it's not cutesy, it's kind of just bleh. Yeah. But it's his uh it's his current season, I believe, uh Passat. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a black car. It's not necessarily cutesy, but we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll extend it to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll give it but to you. But you're right. It, it because in drifting, again, it's kind of the last grass grassroots sort of racing. The cars actually have to be like uh, what they are on the road. Yeah. And th- his Passat is no different. I showed you guys this it's one. It's this long freaking drift car. Yep. Yeah, I showed really you guys this one. This that yeah. the uh, the 8 to 1 that sounds like a like a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah Again, YouTube no. guys. YouTube it's it. it is worth the it's listen. Worth it. The the last one I want to cover is uh, a dude who's has a ton of these. Like kind of cars that are odd. He's got like a Cosworth Escort and then what was the uh, the class B rally car from Ford? Uh, it's like the 200 something regardless 2000 i think so yes. yeah, yeah it's like crazy little car that he owns one but we're talking about ken block and ken block is just mm-hmm. ken block ken block is ken block yeah jim Connor, the series he's the videos kind of the howard hughes of drifting i must say if you don't know who he is at this point i like, mean he's the, not the howard hughes of drifting like he's eccentric but he does things that are fascinating yeah, yeah. And, and genius he's, he's he's really cool about it too he's not he doesn't when I first heard Ken Bach, I kind of thought he was like a pompous ass. He's not. No, he's, he's just, totally not. He's just a dude. He could be. He could. He could be. He absolutely could be. He takes his kids and his wife to all of his Jim Connors shit. Yep. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty dope. That's cool. Uh, there's, there's another Hoonigan video where he shreds the tires in his Raptor. Just I've seen that. Chunks. That's dope. Burning. That. They yeah. said on, it's great. Well, and the cool thing is, is that now he has a, ponser, a, a sponsorship, which is kind of like a sponsorship. Kind of. Huh. Um, and he gets to do all this cool stuff. So it's yes, kind of it's kind of where these cars come from. But we're, the mm-hmm. one we're talking about specifically, we touched on a little bit earlier. Dan mentioned we were going to talk yep. about it now. Yep. Is his uh, his Mark II Escort? Yes. Um, this was a, a rally car uh, that he went, I believe, 
to Europe and got might have been Australia. I, and I actually think it was a Mexico. Was it Mexico? I think it was a Mexico. And this I, one, I, this I escort Mexico. This does not look like anything you've ever seen because it's got a huge wide body kit. Yes, and, a, and an American flag yep. across the hood. That's fantastic. <laughs> Rear wheel drive, just yeah. it is so mean. <laughs> yes, it is. But again, these are cars that really unassuming for like what they are. Yeah, and so they're cool. They're little cannibal cutesy cars. Yep, exactly. So I know we're running a little bit over on time, but Tim, what is the cannibal cutesy car that you would have in the garage? Oh, it's Pulsar GTIR. Okay, Brian. I don't know, man. It's tough. It is tough. It would be between. Well, I'm, I'm taking one of those race cars, right? Taking one of the um, race cars, but like if production. Yeah. Uh, probably between either like the Golf. I don't know the Miata. They have like an MX-5. I, I MX-5. I New think one? I might. Yeah. New one. New yeah. one. And before we get to mine, go on to our Facebook. Tell us what uh, what car we might have missed that you would have in your garage or one of the ones that we've gone through that you would want in the garage. Me, I would absolutely take the Hennessy Venom. It is completely impractical and unusable, but I would have it in the garage <laughs> I mean, that's today, very true. right now. But until next time, I'm Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Sanchez. Tim Wesley. Now get out of my garage.